The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our simple truth organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good morning, class. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. Since obviously you don't know what you're doing, we're going to start right from the beginning. So turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 class is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. I, I'm rather <laughs> stuffed up right now, so... Well, and, and <laughs> I'm in one of those moods, so I'm going to make fun, fun of everything and everybody all day today, so I'm just telling you ahead of time. You, sorry, which? What? I'm in one of those moods. I'm going to oh. make fun of everybody and everything today, so be prepared. Great. <laughs> Well, you and I were both on the ball today. We both caught each other prepping for the show. My God, it's a first. I do think it's the first time we've done it at the same time. Yeah. Good old shared Google Docs. Start seeing each other typing at the same time. But what the hell? I guess I'm wondering, though, how come I have like eight things in there and you have two? Hey, I'm running a business. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer was supposed to be because you, you put down all the things I was going to put down. <laughs> Actually, no, I had to read all the things you put down first. <laughs> It's like, all right, I better know more about this. All right, I better know more about this. Oh, shite. Okay, well, <laughs> on that note, why don't you run with the first? This was, this was really interesting to me. It came out this week. Um, you know, it would come first of the year, actually right before the first year, we had that big, massive uh, Penguin update, and everybody was all happy. It had been more than a year since we had an update, and the, the news out of that Penguin update behind it was that Penguin was going to turn into a rolling update, just like Panda was, so that as we go forward month over month, things would update kind of um, on an automatic basis. We wouldn't have to wait for these manual updates. Well, it turns out neither Panda or Penguin is currently on these rolling updates. They're, all, they're both still on manual updates, and neither one has been updated for close to six months or over six months. Where's so the, that is really, witch hunt? Who the hell told us it was <laughs> yeah. rolling? <laughs> so so that's, that's very interesting to me because I've been working under the, you know, the, the, the idea that you know, the work that I'm doing is having an immediate impact, and if it's not, I'm doing something wrong or I need to do more. Well, that's not the case. Because so if you've been you've been doing yeah, so if you've been doing work and you've been fixing stuff, assuming Panda was on a rolling update and you you added a bunch of content or got rid of a bunch of thin content and you're not seeing any change, it's because Panda's not on a rolling update. It's on a manual update, and they haven't done it in over six months. Yeah, jokes so, on you if you've been doing the poor if you've been one of the poor buggers who've been going revision after revision, going ah, this didn't work. I'll try this. This didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So I'm glad we know now, but uh, let's get this rolling update fixed, guys, because that needs to happen. This, this, if we have to wait a year between updates again for Penguin like we did, that's just – it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for well, me. Well, you know what it does is it, it's good. It, it highlights to us that what they say today means nothing tomorrow. 
Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> very true. Especially especially with the big mobile update coming out. All the things they're talking about related to it can be completely different in a month or two. Yeah, in a sense, this is kind of the mobile uh, mobile show today. Um, oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of news going on. Uh, the 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 fact that I mean you were you were you and I were just talking about this that that Google's apparently working on a completely separate index for mobile. Uh, Gary Isles is that how you say Il? Yeah, that's that's how I say it. So. Isles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's one of the, I guess he's a head of mobile. Is he at, at Google? Yeah, he's Google. I'm not sure his position, but he he's the one that gave the big the big presentation at SMX West. Um, recently on this mobile update and lots of things came out of his presentation yeah and he dropped that big bomb and uh, let's i mean really at this point we can only hypothesize he, he says yes they're working on it no it's not out they say they have a team assigned working on it so that means it's like out of the phase of this could be something cool to do to hey we're doing this yeah, well yeah well okay that said they did google plus too and now that's gone so they can <laughs> they can do it but how long it stays, how big of an impact it has, I don't know. But it's something to think about. Think about the idea, two completely separate indexes. I think most of everything we do now is really the basis of it is we want our pages indexed and indexed properly. Well, now we've got to think which index is it in. There's going to be a mobile index, a desktop index. Um, I still call it the supplemental index, but they got rid of that term in an actual separate index years ago. But now there's going to be multiple indexes again. It's going to impact the way we do our work. I would assume that the desktop algorithms and databases and, and such are all very advanced, but um, it could be that by starting a new mobile index, they can create it on a more um, flexible system, and this could be the future overall index. And that's what I was thinking. The cynical side of me is saying, let's start a mobile index, and then... Eventually, we'll make that our primary index and we'll get rid of the current one because there's so much, so much crap in the current index. There's so much uh, stuff in that index that just should not be there. And for them to try to clean it out algorithmically would be just a, a monumental task. It could very well be, let's say, hey, let's start with a new index, a fresh index. We'll, we'll focus it on mobile. Everything's going mobile anyway. And at some point, that's going to be the primary index. And the other one will just kind of fade away. Kind of like well, the supplement. I'm not saying that did. it's not going to have desktop, though. I mean, Oh, what they'll do is they'll they'll say, well, we're now going to serve our desktop off of this index, and, and we're just going to yeah. get rid of the other one and consider it kind of like we did the supplemental index. It doesn't exist anymore, but it really does. You know what I mean? Well, and it, I, I, it's it's all semantics when you come down to how we're both looking at this. But I mean, to me, there'd be a bit of a waste not I mean, using this massive index they've already created. It's just a matter of interpreting it differently and using a different base system to interpret it. Maybe one that has more flexibility for long-term improvements for all the enhancements they want to do for mobile. God knows they've, they must have a massive amount of ideas for what's so, coming in mobile. So I wonder how long it takes them currently to have spiders crawl the entire web, right? So, you know, we know it grows and it's going to continue to grow, but if you start from ground zero, you have zero pages in your index. You're Google. You have a billion spiders you can send out. You send them all out. How long does it take to crawl the existing internet, right? Then you've got fresh versions of, or crawls of all these pages. All that bloat in your old index from historical data, all that stuff that you can't seem to get rid of. Like There's still 404 error pages indexed in Google that have been there for years. Things like that would just go away. 
and they would clean up their they would clean up their index completely, you know, very quickly that way. I mean, you'd still have a, a lot of all those pages would be indexed that you're talking about, Ross, but mm-hmm. all that stuff that shouldn't be would be just skipped over, and then they could easily just get rid of it. Who knows what percentage of that kind of stuff is in the index right now? True. I mean, if it's only one or two percent, I don't think this would be viable for them. But but if it's like twenty percent for some reason or thirty percent, this would be a, a more efficient way, I think, to clean up their index than try to figure out how to filter all that stuff out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and it really it doesn't matter. Really, what it comes down to is they're going to have a separate index that they're focusing on mobile, and what it comes down to then is. What do you need to be to? What do you need to do to get in there? And will it have a different requirement? It probably will have a much more restrictive requirement uh, so, than and, this current update in April twenty first. And, and here's the question: two separate indexes, two separate algorithms. You still have one algorithm that that points you to different. I mean, that that to me is the question: Are you going to handle all the information in those indexes the same way with one algorithm? Or now that they're separate, do you have two algorithms? You know, they didn't say they were going to create a, a new algorithm for mobile. They said they were going to create a new index. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, we should we should clarify to our listeners: there's thousands of algorithms that run Google. We're just kind of calling it as one. <laughs> true, very true. Good yeah. point. Good point. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we're we're just really just hypothesizing at this point. How much can we know? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm cut. I'm kind of surprised this isn't bigger news coming out of SMX West, and it probably isn't big news because we don't know anything about it. But mm-hmm. um, it's going to be bigger news, I think, in the future. Who knows what kind of timetable this is on? Is it something that's going to happen this year? Who knows? Maybe it's next year. I don't know. Well, didn't now when we're talking about indexing, I'm trying to find it online. I can't recall exactly. Wasn't it some obscene number like a trillion pages per day they they got up to in indexing? That's pretty. Is it yeah, okay? So here's another question because we know there's a couple of phases. We can crawl yes. that many pages, but can we actually apply the algorithm to that many pages in a day? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because well, it's two well, separate processes. <laughs> this is looking for changes, anything like that. So that would be the crawl. Yeah. Um, hmm. I whole thing it's, is it, it's too hard it's to imagine. I, really, <laughs> it, it's. It's something I plan on keeping an eye out for. Any kind of news related to this, I'm going to be watching. I've already told my team. I said, look, we need to start internally brainstorming and hypothesizing what this could mean to us. You know, how does it change our products? How would it change our work on our day-to-day on our sites if it does at all? But we need to start thinking about it now because it's, it's to me, this whole two, two separate index thing is, is going to change our industry. Mm-hmm. No, quite agree. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, look into some of these other uh, interesting news items about mobile. Grab your snack packs and juice boxes. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. What's next on the news here? <laughs> um. This was an interesting one that came out here. Google does not consider tablets mobile devices. Now, I read that, and I actually differ in how I read that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because it, it, if the mobile index update that's happening on the 21st is not impacting tablets, to me that says tablets are not mobile. Well, okay. So what I read, the Gary Isles um, – it was my link bait title, by the way. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gary Isles interview. The way I read it, and I read it over a few times to make sure I wasn't seeing this wrong, it was that no, there wouldn't be a tablet-specific ranking algorithm or, or you know, different. There wouldn't be anything different for tablets. And, and not hearing it myself, because I haven't listened to it or, or seen it, I read a couple different people's take on this, mm. and I thought that as well until, you know, more than – more than one person that I read that, that, that covered this session hmm. interpreted it as th this mobile update is not going to impact tablets. So I would like, I'd love to hear, you know, and that's, that's a viable consideration as well. I'd like to hear what he actually said to make my own interpretation, but it sounds like it's up for interpretation, which means it's another one of those things that Google does that we won't know until it happens. Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact text here in the interview. Here it is. Will there be a specific tablet-only ranking factor? Tablet-only ranking factor for those using tablets. According to Gary Isles, Google does not have any plans at this time to have anything specific for tablet rankings. So that doesn't say to me that tablets aren't going to be affected. So where did the question come from? The person that wrote the article? Or was that the question that was asked to him verbatim? No, exactly. It's, there's no quotes around this. It's by Jennifer Slag, so I'd have to assume she's done a good job of, of bringing that out. She's really good Jennifer, at the stuff. But she, she's very good. TheSEMPost.com. Good, yep. good, good source, good she's resource. She's done an awesome job there. Uh, so, I don't know, lots to, to think about there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have noticed that I don't see a lot of sites doing a very good job with tablets. Um, I see like a lot of them aren't kicking in the mobile version, <laughs> which kind of blows my mind. And some of them are huge sites. See, 
See, whenever whenever a site does kick in mobile on tablet, I get pissed. I like have to find a way to go back to desktop because I expect to use my tablet as I use my desktop. Same because the screen's big enough to do that. The yeah. phone makes a difference. Depends, yeah. Depends what kind of tablet. A uh, eight inch form factor isn't quite the same as a, yeah. a big iPad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, you know, the iPad I expect it, but on my phone I don't. But my wife has the iPad Mini, um, but she uses it as a desktop too. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's different. I mean, in some cases, I find odd characters and just plain ugly formatting and, and, and stuff that's caused, I think, by the tablet, but I don't know for sure. Anyway, in any case, it, 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 I think it actually brings a question up and, and not one we really need to get into, but it's just interesting that, you know, how many websites should be delivering their full website, normal desktop experience on a tablet or shouldn't. Because mm-hmm. um, imagine it's not always one way or the other. You know, and that kind of brings up the question too, kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about um, desktop versus mobile indexes. If you have a mobile version of a page and a desktop version of a page, you know, using responsive design, those are going to be the same. But it might actually get to the point someday where you want different um, versions of those pages being indexed in those different indexes because on the mobile side, they look at mobile-friendly features closer than they do on the desktop side. And if you're using responsive, you might not be able to do the, the mobile-friendly stuff as well as you could. That's interesting. Well, I actually have to disagree. You know, responsive often, well, at least the sites I've looked at, a lot of the times the content's not the same. I mean, yes, the overall topic, the, obviously the reason they're on the page, that content is there. But how it's formatted, how much shows up, all that stuff is quite different. Yeah, the formatting, I agree. But there's there's a lot of discussion about if response. There's there's good. There's lots of good stuff about responsive design, but there's mm-hmm. a number of good arguments about the negative aspects of sponsored des- or responsive design when it comes to mobile because well, page of the speed. Wo- page <laughs> speed. But but the way people use a website on a mobile device is different than the way they use it on a desktop device. And not just from a which button is placed where, which which things have emphasis, but the type of information you're looking for when you're on a mobile device could be very different than the type of information you're looking for when you're on a desktop device. So a lot of people are arguing that mobile sites should not only have the different features from a design aspect that are, that are mobilized, but also navigation could change. Um, you know, the type of content that you're being served on the homepage could be different because you're, you're thinking people are using the mobile device for different reasons than they're using the desktop device. Essentially, so the whole site structure changes. Yeah, so there's some really good arguments behind mm. that. Um, and if they do separate these indexes, um, it's going to be interesting to see how those changes impact this separation that as well. That is interesting, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, on the next uh, subject, we actually already brought up uh, the uh, review with Gary Isles um, at SMX West. It's, uh, we're re- referring to this breakdown that Jennifer Slag wrote on the SEM post. Um, mm-hmm. The yep. first one is uh, – and there's, there's five points. That, that there's a she, lot more in the article. I just pulled out five to talk about. Yeah, that, that were, were noted that uh, at least we're going to talk about. Uh, first is that responsive is not a ranking factor. And that is something I've read many times before, so I'm glad they're stating it again. Um, yeah. If you're using uh, an alternative website that's being delivered based on the uh, viewport, viewports, in other words, if you're using a, a handheld device and all, as a result, the, that person who's using a handheld device – handheld devices being sent to a separate website that's mobile only, that's fine. You're not going to get a negative 
ranking versus going responsive. Google just prefers responsive because they think it offers a better experience. It will not affect your ranking. And they prefer it because they only have to crawl a page once instead of crawling two separate pages. And you got to think Google's a business. The better they can conserve their crawler resources, the better it's going to be for them. If every site was responsive, it's going to be easier for them to crawl the web than if you had two versions of every site. So they're, they're being a little selfish there too by pushing this as a solution. Um, but I, I've heard a lot of people recently, um, not a lot of people, but people that are not as familiar. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. You're with the space as we are, but they've heard responsive is what Google recommends, so they automatically think that means they're going to get better rankings because they built up the responsive site. It, it, it has no impact on your rankings whatsoever. It just allows them to get to the mobile content and flag it as mobile content. I'm actually getting a little concerned about that. You know, we, we, I deal with a lot of clients that are, are very trusting and, and you know, they're small businesses and they listen to us and we say that you, know, you, sh- you should upgrade to mobile because we do believe that it's going to be, you know, we always have said this, but it's important you need to upgrade because of April 21st, et cetera. That they're going to be worried or they're going to think that this is going to meet immediate improvements in rankings and exposure. Mm-hmm. No. It's it's not. It's, it's just op- <laughs> leaving a door open. That <laughs> this anyway. this is preventative. If you're not mobile friendly, you will very likely see a drop in mobile traffic. Mm-hmm. This is more of a pre- preventative than a uh, a boosting type of opportunity. Yeah. Well, and and yes, you could. You know, if you didn't get mobile traffic before because you had the worst experience ever, well, or at yeah. least a high bounce rate, then. Yes, maybe you will get a better, much better exposure and get more business. But it's certainly yeah. by no means a promise, and it's not why you're doing this. Yeah, and if, if you already are mobile-friendly and the, the four sites above you in the search results are not, you could see a big jump in your rankings as well. But not because you're mobile-friendly. It's because your competitors were not. And something that we, we were talking about earlier, too, is do not, please do not forget about page speed. Yes. Uh, you know, it, just because your site's mobile friendly <clears throat> means something on April 21st, but it's not going to mean everything, especially if your page speed's a 19 out of 100 ranking, um, according to Google, which we were just looking at a site and one of my clients has, yeah. we're working on, it has that kind of a, a ranking. Yes, it's 100%. Yay, big smileys for mobile friendliness, but good the, God, the, I would hate to download it on a mobile device. Yeah, you got to remember the rest of the Google algorithm factors figure in as well. It's not like these are the only things that figure into mobile search results, right? It, it, it's like if you have a, a, I'll take my Jeep for example. I've got a Jeep. It's a, it's a, um, it has an engine, it has a steering wheel, it has tires. Now this is, I modify it to go off road. I'm going to put better tires on it. I'm going to upgrade the suspension. And now I can go off road. But if I don't have an engine and I don't have a steering wheel, it's not going to work off-road either, right? I have to have the whole car (laughs) plus the modifications for off-road to make it work off-road. Same thing with mobile. You have to have good optimization overall, and then you have to add on the stuff to make it really mobile-friendly and mobile-optimized to make it work well in mobile. Excellent. All right, what's next here? Um, 
So there's there's been a lot of discussion about this over the past, but it really does have an impact on this mobile um, search algorithm. They, they're, they're talking about the blocking of CSS and JavaScript files. Google wants to be able to crawl those and be able to render sites properly. Um, and it's really an important part of this mobile update because um, the JavaScript particularly, because that's a lot of that's how you tell a lot of times when it's there's another version of a mobile of a site that's mobile and an M dot or something. But they're really emphasizing do not block style sheets or JavaScript files from the engines. A lot of people in the past have put them behind robots.txt files just to they, they think it improves crawl efficiency or they have some JavaScript they don't want crawled for whatever reason. Um, CSS, I've, I've had people, known people to block CSS because they're doing tricky things with that they don't, they don't want the engines to see. Um, so if they see blocked CSS or JavaScript, it's going to impact you negatively. Well, it's it's just, yeah, they said even if you have a really a truly mobile-friendly site, if you don't allow them to check the CSS and JavaScript, then it's still going to get a negative, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail, essentially, uh, for any kind of test for mobile friendliness. Exactly. So, um, we're at a point of our next break here, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll finish off this list and another uh, point from Stefan Spencer, of all people, who we've uh, got to get back on the show again, and yep. uh, talk in a second. Grab your snack packs and juice boxes. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we're just talking about uh, some of the main points that came up in an interview with Gary Isles uh, of Google about mobile, the mobile update coming on April 21st. And the next part of uh, the points we've written down here is that the update will be applied page by page. So you know, if you've got a few pages that are mobile friendly, but other pages that aren't, well, that's going to have impact. Um, those pages can't be expected to get any visibility in mobile rankings. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, the, the easiest way to think about this is if you do all this work and you make your homepage mobile friendly and like, yay, but your <laughs> internal pages are not, that's an issue because it's not related to your whole site. It's on a, it's each individual page will be um, flagged mobile friendly or not um, on its own. Yeah, yeah. Very straightforward and it's good that uh, people consider that. Um, yeah. They also, this update will be in real time. Um, <laughs> quote unquote. I'm only laughing because of the early thing we talked about with Panda and Penguin, which were supposed to be rolling updates. Um. <laughs> well, they don't say it's going to be ongoing in real time. <laughs> well, what they what they say is that when they get to a page, they crawl it. It's basically a yes or no flag. There's no gray areas, right? So yeah. it's either yes, it's mobile friendly, or no, it's not. And that's going to happen in real time when they analyze the page. So it's like it, it's not really a we have to wait for an algorithm shift or an update to the algorithm. It's either a yes or no flag on your page. And my my assumption would be, and this is a su- assumption, you never know with Google, that if they come back next time, crawl the page and it's different, they will immediately flag it the other way in real time. So it's not like they have to really apply a bunch of factors to it. To deter- well, I'm sure they apply factors, but th- they have to base it on this algorithm update. It's like yes or no, A or B. Um, and it can, they can do it instantly. Something I, I uh, just looking at the article that uh, Jennifer wrote here, and uh, one of the questions is: Will this change go live on April twenty first, or is there wiggle room? Bill uh, <laughs> said, uh, "Not much of a comment on this, other than the other than the fact that he says, and I quote: I will say April twenty first is a very important day." <laughs> I've never heard Google this adamant about a particular day. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is. Well, we talked about this on an earlier show where some they had come out and said they could be rolling out over a week's time worldwide. Mm-hmm. And we, we even said, I think, it'll probably roll out on April 21st, say, in the U.S. And then the next day it might hit Mexico and Canada. And the next day it might hit Europe. You know, when they say rolling out over a week's period worldwide – I don't think that means it's going to take its time in each each area of the world to roll out. I think it's going to hit different areas on different days, personally. And I yeah. think April 21st is uh, U.S.'s big day. Well, and the other question was, is there a cutoff date when sites need to be mobile ready for? And he says he wouldn't say if there was – or Jen wrote here that uh, he wouldn't say if there's a delay between getting a site mobile friendly and when it will be ranking accordingly. He did say, though, and quote unquote, have them ready by the twenty first, and it will be good. <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah, darn twenty first. They're going to give people anxiety attacks. Well, there is a cutoff day after twenty first. Yeah. The cutoff day is the day you want your rankings and traffic back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't normally care about this sort of stuff. Like whatever, it's something that's important. Let's do it. But the more they get talking about the twenty first, the more it's creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I tell you what, the other thing that we put on here that was really interesting to me, because again, it kind of ties back into what we talked about at the beginning of the show. They said, um, someone asked them if there was going to be any kind of updates happening at the same time where we might be able to confuse fluctuations. We're yeah. not sure whether it's because of this update or this update. And he said, no, not that he's aware of. There's, there's not going to be any other updates happening at the same time, right? Which is good if you're. But if you're that worried. might change. Is actually what he said. But that might change, which means he 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 doesn't know of any. But it doesn't mean somebody might not decide It'd to do it. It'd be very Google-esque to do two at the same time. Yeah, but what that means is if they're really not going to do them at the same time, that means we're going to still be waiting on Panda and Penguin until after April twenty-first as well. <laughs> right. So so any work you're doing on Panda and Penguin, you know, it's you're probably looking at, at least until the end of April before you see any kind of impact if they even roll one of those out that soon afterwards because yeah, so they're testing just do it and move on and get your mobile ready <laughs> yeah stop working on content and links and work on mobile <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was you know th- those are the high points good job i think that's pretty much the most important points we covered there um from that discussion it would have been a good one to sit in on yeah definitely, definitely. Um, now the, the point stefan spencer was raising it's on search engine guide or no, search engine land, I mean. Um, he raised an issue about uh, link risk management. Now, this is what he's coining a term for, essentially something you do on a regular basis that every website owner should do. And he's saying that if uh, you want to ensure that your site you know, is less likely to, the, to a great degree of uh, being penalized by any bad links, you should be checking your incoming links on a regular basis using... Well, he, he outlines many tools, but his favorite is the link detox at one point he mentioned. So you're going to say something? No, no, I agree. We, we were actually implementing that into our packages as we speak. You know, ongoing link monitoring is, is something that in today's world of SEO, you kind of have to do. Yeah. You can't, well, you can't just assume that links are being built and everything's fine. Yeah, and, and, and one of the things that he raises, which of course would get many people just a little more paranoid – in fact is it's true is that negative SEO is a real thing and you know someone could build a whole bunch of garbage links to your site just to hurt it and if you're not prepared and you're not disavowing links on a regular basis you know keeping on top of who's linking to you you could end up in hot water and it whether it's your fault or not it's something you're supposed to be keeping on top of thanks to Google putting that onus on us yeah it's it's kind of interesting you brought this up because I was in a conversation earlier today about which types of links to disavow. And someone pointed out an article to me that I hadn't seen in one of the uh, the um, Webmaster Hangouts that John Mueller does on um, Google+. And someone asked him about link relevancy tied to disavowing. And he basically said that if your link is on an irrelevant site, doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. You don't have to disavow it. It just won't, it won't be considered a strong link, but it's not something you would need to disavow. Disavow is really... Um, unnatural bad links is what you need to use that for, which I thought was a very good clarification. And yet, if you do disavow, it's certainly not going to hurt you because it was already being disregarded anyway. I don't know about that. Because if it's on a very unrelated site. He's- if it's on an unrelated site, um, there are cases, though, where that can still be a valuable link. Um, it won't pass as much link juice or as much value as other links, but um, there was a really good example. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head of where this would come into play. And if if it's on a site that's not really related to the topic, but it's related to say maybe it's a local site 
and you pick up some local authority based on your link being there, mm-hmm. and you, it helps you do better in local search. So there's you don't necessarily, you know, even if it's a weak link because it's on an irrelevant site. Let's say it has a a five out of a hundred. If you're if you're measuring link juice, I'm just pulling those numbers on my butt. You know that five is better than zero, right? Yeah, I guess taking a little bit of uh, a bit of you know um, uh, attrition with your links. Depends how much time you want to spend, right? Yeah, um, how much time you have to do, um, you know, backlink evaluation and cleanup because that that can be a very, <laughs> very uh, resource intensive task. Take a lot of time and a lot of effort. I have a feeling there's been a a, a rise in attempted suicides since they've <laughs> people do that. It's horrible people, work. People trying to kill their own sites. Uh, <laughs> you know, on an interesting <laughs> note, and this is really creepy to me. Um, I wish I'd heard the whole a uh, whole um, show, but. On the CBC, it's our, our national broadcaster here in Canada, there was an interview with someone who had done research on the curation or review of content on social media sites. What, that they were fascinated to find that, and I wish I could point to the ones, I'm sorry, I'll have to look it up, but major social media sites aren't using algorithms or anything to vet the quality of content before they allow it to go. They're actually using people. Um, there, to look for anything that might be risque, dangerous, illegal, um, hate speech, et cetera, et cetera. They're getting poor saps, in this case, out of the Philippines uh, by majority. I mean, apparently, it's because they used to be a, a U.S. Um, colony of some kind. I don't know. This part I don't understand, but apparently there was, there was a connection. So uh, as a result, there's a little more cultural connection there, and they, get to, they can understand a little better about what um, content is allowed and what isn't versus some of the other countries that could yeah, get cheaper. The, the Philippines is one of the major resources for offshore call centers as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and in this case, what these poor saps are being put through is literally creating PTSD. They're seeing yeah. stuff that isn't, and they're saying, no, you're not going to post this. So we are actually getting kind of a, a false image of what the world is because these poor Fuckers are seeing stuff that no person should ever see, and they're they're they're. It, it was a fascinating, fascinating kind of like Matt Cutts did when he first joined Google. Yeah, it explains why he needs a break. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, big! By the way, speaking of that, I have to give a huge, huge hat tip to uh, the company. Uh, who was it? Oh, the company that claimed they were hiring Matt Cutts as their new director of search for April Fools. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That was. That was great. That was a good one. Who was that? <laughs> ah, I can't remember. I can, I can have a tip without actually naming them. <laughs> well, you know, that's where you, it shows it doesn't help that much. It gets you links, though. That's what they were looking for. That, yeah, that's what they were going after. <laughs> and they got I'm, sure the they got, I'm sure they got a ton of them. Yes, I'm sure they did quite well. Well, anything else you'd like to add? I think I'm good. That was a lot to talk about. Um, we got how many weeks? To about two weeks. Little was it two weeks? Little less than two weeks before April twenty first. Um, so, good luck, everybody. I hope you've been working on this. Mm-hmm. It's, and and actually, when you do, um, I'd love for people to come to our Google Plus community on the twenty first and let us know what kind of impact you're seeing. It'd be really interesting to have some feedback from you guys to see what's going on, you know, with our audience tied directly to this update. I uh, would love to hear it from you. That's true. You know, we should set up a. A poll, perhaps, on Google on our Google Plus community. Yeah, we can pin it to the top or something. Yeah, 
Well, we'll do that then, and, and hopefully uh, some of you guys will come in there and help out. Yep. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, you know where to go. Our community at, on Google+, that's SEO 101. Just type that in. You'll find it pretty quickly. And uh, you can also email me, ross at stepforth.com, or contact John via Twitter at John Carcutt. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.